head on over to patreon.com forward slash severe podcast right now to support the podcast and sign up for our premium content and now here's the podcast graham mcdonald is an idiot sean sheehan of severemma.com he even has the audacity to call himself the quote-unquote pod god this is Severe MMA. Severe MMA. Severe MMA. Severe MMA. The Severe MMA podcast is finally here. Welcome, welcome everybody. It's episode 262 of the Severe MMA podcast. My name is Sean Sheehan, as always. And it's a bit of a different podcast today, uh, as I have had severe internet problems and we're in the middle of a lockdown, so I can't go somewhere else and get the internet. So I've had to bring... A <laughs> you're really stuck. I'm stuck. I had to bring Patrick in to do the podcast with me because I can't get Graham over the internet. He can't come down from Dublin. I can't go to Dublin. So, um, we're, we're like... Uh, some people, if they, you know, if they have a, a bit of a cold or if they, you know, they stubbed their toe, they can't do a podcast. I'm here in the middle of a fucking worldwide lockdown. Mm-hmm. You know everything's gone against me no internet the fucking mm-hmm. data and the house h and i still produce a podcast mm. like that's why they call me shawnee podcast that's why i'm the pod god also we're doing it in the garage here so we can stay like 20 feet apart mm-hmm. uh we were going to do it outside <laughs> but it's fucking pissing rain windy so that's it anyway we you understand we'll from out here on out we'll try to do a podcast as normal as possible if you don't know patrick He's been an MMA photographer for. They call long? me the Ansel Adams of of uh, MMA. I don't understand what that means. Is that some the, like the, the most famous photographer ever? All right. Yeah. Okay. I never heard. Of it. Did you Google that before you? No, know? I know. I, I did no. photography school. We oh, photography school. Oh, sorry, photography school. All right. But um, yeah, Patrick's been doing photography for a long while. He's some opinions on the world of MMA and things like that. Anyway, so yeah, mostly wrong, but yeah, mostly incorrect. Who's your uh, Who's your favorite fighter? So Patrick, go and tell us. Oh, Conor McGregor. <laughs> I, just, I just wanted to pretend. <laughs> you're, you're, you're filling in for Graham well anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, sure, we'll just have a bit of a chat anyway. Like, um, so first thing I want to talk about is this whole John Jones versus Francis Ngannou situation. Um, like to me, it's a situation we've been in before with John Jones. And that might sound like a weird thing to say because like the prevailing wisdom here and the prevailing wisdom is true that John Jones wants to fight it well. Uh, the pre- I'll, I'll get to the prevailing wisdom and then we'll get to the, the bits and pieces throughout the story. But the prevailing wisdom is that John Jones wants to fight at heavyweight and the UFC won't pay him enough, which I think is probably correct in terms of the UFC not wanting to pay him enough. Um, I, I think if John Jones said, you know, I'm getting 500 grand for a fight at light heavyweight and I want 700 grand to fight Francis Ngannou, the UFC are probably going to attempt to go fuck himself. You know, that's the UFC's MO. That's what they've always kind of done. Um, and that's bad. The UFC shouldn't be doing that. I'm 100% against that. If it's, let's say if it's GSP doing that, going up the fight at middleweight, or if it's, you know, McGregor going up the fight wanting a new contract, or Max Holloway going up the fight wanting a new contract and wanting more money, a hundred percent and john jones the same but like with john jones i don't know whether he's playing us all along just to make himself look better and tougher Mm -hmm. like is john jones actually realistic about going to heavyweight because he put up the tweet yesterday or the day before whenever it was uh, all the days into one in fucking lockdown and he said like um 
all right, we're starting negotiations or whatever. 29 minutes later, he said negotiations are over, basically. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is... Uh, he did a, an article with uh, with John Morgan over on his Patreon. Check that out and support John Morgan as well. It was very good. Um, and, like, he, I, I back everything he's saying about the UFC and paying more money and everything like that, but... I just can't help but feel that John Jones is playing us again. Just like he played us when he told us he wanted to go up and fight Steve Miocic. Just like he played us when he said he wanted to be a two-way champion years and years and years ago. And, like, I understand if every one of those times it fell down because the UFC didn't pay him money. But he said that's not the truth. He said that, he, like, he literally said in that article with John Morgan that he talked to the UFC and he said whenever you want to go up we'll pay you more money and he said oh grand I'll finish out my career like that well so you've just been lying to us all along every time you've said you wanted to go up to heavyweight like yeah. he just admitted that he lied when yeah. he said he wanted to fight Stipe he lied when he said he wanted to be a two-way champion and go up years and years ago like I'm not I'm this might sound like I'm taking John, uh, the UFC side over John Jones side I'm not I'm actually against both of them <laughs> <laughs> that might play into the narrative recently that Sean's very negative but we'll get to more positive things in a second but what what do you think about the whole Francis Ngannou John Jones yeah, situation I can see both sides of it. but uh, do you think he um, it's the ba- bad time for him to be looking for more money uh, at the moment yeah prob- like it probably is a bad time for him to be looking for more. You, like yeah. Ariel put out a tweet the other day I thought it was very interesting because Ariel when he tweets things like that it's it's not mm, it's not mispointed if you know what I mean like and he tweeted mm-hmm. that the UFC fighters, uh, the UFC will argue against fighters that they um, uh, they're not getting any gates, so they can't up their pay and pay them as much. But then the UFC yeah. fighters will argue back that we never got a percentage of the gate anyway, yeah. which would which they didn't. So yeah. like, <clears throat> but UFC's overall revenue to pay them was less or whatever I suppose. Yeah, well, yeah, and they're spending a lot more on uh, on. Well, they don't have crowd control with audiences and things like that, but they're mm-hmm. spending on tests. And uh, and all the hygiene around everything. Yeah, that will be their argument. The UFC have yeah. plenty of money. The most of their money is yeah. coming from TV deals. Most of their money is coming from ESPN. The UFC have plenty of money. They didn't. Dana White said they're going to make up all the um, all the uh, the cards over the year, so they're not losing any ESPN. I suppose they'll also say he has a contract and he chose the fight. They, the two boys want to do the fight between them. You know, he he has a contract for fights. If that's the fight he wants, he can do it. But he does it on his contract. Yeah. But, like, I... The problem is that with that, right? I... If we're looking at this and it's anyone else, say John Jones... Not John Jones, right? And they're in John Jones's position. So, like, Mighty Mouse was in the same sort of position. Like, I don't... I think Mighty Mouse was in the position that John Jones exactly speaks about right now, where he wanted more money to go up and fight, and he goes, if I'm not getting more money, I'm not going up to fight. And he said that over and over and over. Yeah. Like, I don't think, I don't think he spoke outside of both sides of his mouth like John Jones did, to be honest. Like, he, and yeah. I'm, you know, you can call me a, a mighty mouse nut hugger or whatever, and I am. <laughs> in fairness, yeah. so. But, oh, yeah. Mighty, uh, Mighty Mouse fought up at the weight above there before that. John Jones has never fought at heavyweight. So, like, you can't say Mighty Mouse is afraid to fight at 135. He fought he's early on, though, was it? Well, he fought for a title at 135 against Dominic Cruz. Like, oh, he yeah. fought 17 fights or something like that at 135. But the, the point there is, if Mighty Mouse wants more money to go up and fight a weight class above, he should get it. If John Jones wants more money to go and fight at the weight class above, he should get it. But for John Jones, like, I just feel like we've been hurt too many times by him. Like, he has... If... Let's say, right... 
if they gave John Jones the money he wanted to go up and fight at heavyweight, would he do it? Yeah. I don't think he would. <laughs> to be honest, I yeah. don't think he would. I I don't think John Jones has any notion at all of fighting at heavyweight. May, like maybe if he loses his title, or maybe if they like give him five times the amount of money he's looking for, or whatever, and they, this is a fight that can't not happen. I think maybe he do it, but. I just, like, we've spoken about it before, and uh, smarter people than me have spoken about it. Like, John Jones is a bully. Like, that's what he is. His yeah. whole career, he's Fight just twice. bully people. And that's that might sound like uh, a negative thing, and it is a negative thing in a way, but in another way, it's like, you know, anyone who watched the Michael Jordan documentary, he used to bully people all the time, but he used to do it to make himself great, make others great. Obviously, in a... T- uh, a teen sport, it's different, but... He's always had the reach advantage, mostly had the height advantage, yeah. things like that. Yeah, That's why the first Gustafson fight was so competitive, because they were so closely matched, yeah. uh, statistic-wise. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. It, well, yeah, it depends. But, like, the, the weird thing about Jones now is, right, I think he said it himself that it's the perfect time. Like, he's... Well, I, the weird thing about it, everything that Jones says, I'm agreeing with him. I think he should get more money. I think it's yeah. the right time for him to go up the heavyweight. I think he's cleared out the light heavyweight division. I agree with everything. Is he not going to get more money anyway? Because this isn't Reyes or Smith. This is Ngannou, and it's going to sell big numbers, and he gets pay-per-view numbers, so he's going to get way more anyway. Yeah, but is that guaranteed? Like, you know, Jones is Jones is a good draw for the UFC, but like... They can sell that very well, though. They can sell it well, but... I don't know. Ngannou's an absolute killer. This is like, you know... They, 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 you can finally see Jones beating the guy that can put him to sleep, you know. Oh, there's no one in the world yeah. wants to see that fight more Scariest than me. Scariest guy in the world against the mm-hmm. unbeaten guy, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a great fight. Like, maybe, but, like, from his point of view, right, you want to guarantee. Because, they, let's say they schedule this fight, right, and it's December the 10th or something, right? Mm-hmm. Or, and the same day, it just turns out you have fucking... You know, the Dallas Cowboys versus the New England Patriots or Tom Brady's second game or something like that. And something big happens and people are not watching. Or you have a big boxing match or, you know, and people just don't draw or there's, you know, cinemas are back and there's a new film out or something like that. And people don't watch it and they don't draw. Then he's not guaranteed that money. Like, MMA fighters are criminally underpaid. And I think we all know that. And yeah. it's a weird, I've, I've start, I suppose we've talked about that so many times before. I think everyone knows the position on that. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe I'm being too negative on John Jones. But like, I find I find everything John Jones says very hard to believe because he's just yeah, like he's that not, kind of personality. He's just a notorious yeah. liar. Even when yeah. I completely agree with him and yeah. disagree with the people he's given out about, I still can't take his side. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's just like what's he up to here? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's just one of those, I don't know. He's just one of those people that's kind of. Yeah, it's a, I don't know. It's a weird situation when, like, I hope they give him extra money. I hope he takes the fight. Um, I hope the fight is made. There's no fight in the world I'd rather see than that. So I hope I'm wrong. I hope this, like, to me, the, that 29 minutes between tweets, just that was just, right? I wanted to fight <laughs> yeah. Francis and they wouldn't let me. They're stopping me from taking these hard fights. Mm-hmm. And, like, maybe they are. Like, maybe they are. Maybe he's telling the truth, but... I, he's lied too many times before. I just <laughs> yeah, can't believe yeah. it. Who do you think would uh, Who do you think would win that fight, John Jones and Francis Ngannou? Uh, I think Jones would do what Stipe did, or maybe just take him down mm-hmm. if if he can and try to hold him. But <laughs> there's always that danger in the first few uh, rounds. If he just even gets glanced, he's mm-hmm. he's he's in big trouble. But. Jones is good at not well. Although Jones has been more vulnerable the last few fights, mm-hmm. but 
uh, he I think he'll take a different approach to this. He won't be trying for a five round decision for this, or he'll be trying to. Oh well, maybe he will, but he'll be doing it in a different way. He'll be playing a lot more safe. Mm-hmm. He won't be playing him at his own game, trading punches with him like he did with other fighters before. Yeah, yeah I agree. Like it's it's such an intriguing fight, isn't it? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, what's, yeah. what's going to happen? He's like, okay, right. So we go in there and. John Jones takes him down immediately and beats him. That that's that's a possibility. I don't think that'll happen though. Like I feel like Jones will strike with him for a while. I feel yeah. like Jones will st- what? Like John Jones is known for. And you always talk about this as well when we we're talking about him. He beats guys at what they're great at. Like yeah. he takes them apart in their game. Like yeah. he stood with Glover Teixeira. He took yeah. Daniel Cormier down. Okay, he beat he him on the feet as well. But yeah, yeah it's. He's, I feel like he would strike with him, and then, as you said, there's always that possibility that yeah. Francis just fucking yeah. sparks him, like but the, 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 the silver Weidman kind of thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. It, it, I that fight, right? It's just so intriguing because I, I don't know. I personally think, and I, it's funny because you, I saw said one thing, right? I said there's no human being alive that should be a favorite in a fight over John Jones, and yeah. John Anik said there's no human alive that should be favorite in a fight against Francis, yeah. you know? And that's the sort of fight it is. Yeah. Like, it's like, you can't say that because uh, Francis lost to Stipe and well Derek Lewis was a disaster but mm-hmm. he lost to Stipe anyway yeah yeah so and Stipe you know he deserved to win like it wasn't a fluke or anything like that yeah I think that's kind of my thinking of it as well like Jones is just he's been so unflappable for years he's been so good for years he's proven that yeah. he can kind of beat anyone at their game he, he's proven that he can fight all around and yeah just even like gone up and wait it will make a difference, I suppose. You know, I've, I've always maintained and actually changed this uh, maintenance. What would it be? I don't know. I've changed this stance uh, that the way to beat John Jones is land one big punch in him and knock him out. Like, I find it very difficult to see anyone who can outpoint John Jones, even though Thiago Santos arguably did and Dominic Reyes arguably did. That's why I've kind of changed my stance on it. But if you were to pick, well, let's say the stance is the same as it was, because John Jones won both of those fights, whether you like it or not. Let's say it's still. Yeah right whoever's going to beat john jones that one person is the person who can punch him in the face hardest <laughs> yeah. who's the man you're picking there's only one <laughs> who's yeah. the man you're picking it's francis yeah. Ngano. like maybe yeah. you could pick i don't know overy make a big jds but they're not what they used to be this is not a guy in his absolute fucking prime like that rosenstruck fight i, I would thought like rosenstruck had a, ch- a chance in that fight and then he just yeah. barreled through him and fucking knocked him out like against john jones that's probably not gonna work like john jones is is too good too skilled too smart yeah. They were but, saying DC at heavyweight before he had the rematch with Stipe. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were saying like he's punched after the first match with Stipe yeah. and all that, but uh, Stipe figured it out in the second one. I wonder DC as well. Did the weight hurt him in the second fight as well? He was a bit heavier, and you know he kind of gassed. But although Stipe went for the body, and the weight yeah. attacking the body is helping as well. But yeah, like I in that article as well with John Morgan, John Jones said he mentioned DC and he mentioned oh, Stipe. Yeah. So yeah. like. He mentioned in DC makes me kind of even further away from John Jones. Like, cause like he doesn't want that fight again. Like, does he beat him twice already? Well, once in no contest, but like, let's get a, this. You know, this is the shitty thing as well because Dana White yesterday he did a thing with John Anik, and he goes, "People want to see that fight. Feels like John Jones wants it. Feels like Francis wants it. 
we're probably not going to see it. <laughs> you know, no, what was that? that doesn't make it was, sense. It yeah. was just the most. Yeah, I've seen know. people commenting that oh, he's not allowed to put the fight together. They want to keep him separate and keep milking the two of them, you know, against lesser opponents or something. Like that. I, maybe, I don't know, maybe. But Francis mm. isn't drawing big on pay-per-view or anything. Like, it feels like Dana White is not even hiding it anymore that he... <laughs> you know that that he will is unwilling to pay people more money to have big fights like he with this new espn deal they're getting a guaranteed five hundred thousand buys anyway according to dave Meltzer. so it doesn't really matter okay you know you have a bigger draw and maybe what, what's that fight gonna draw seven hundred thousand maybe um that's not it's a it's a lot it's more if money it's marketed from, well it it's, could do a million i think maybe maybe yeah. but i think people it, it wouldn't, I don't think. Well, maybe. But I think people are forgetting the situation we're in in terms of um, ESPN Plus and pay-per-views being bought that way rather than on TV because of the pandemic and because of the 700,000 buys that the last pay-per-view did. That was a total and utter, you know, uh, yeah. you know, Mother Teresa appearing in fucking Calcutta or something. No, not Mother Teresa. Who would it be? The Virgin Mary appearing in Nark. Like, that's not going to have an apparition. That's not going to happen again. Like, it's because everyone was sitting home. There was no other sports on. Like, yeah. there was no draw on the card. It's because people, because of uh, McGregor and Habib, was that the first fight or one of the first pay-per-views that had that Yeah, well, no, set no, no, but I'm talking but They had already pre-registered, so all they had to do now was click one button to order it this that, time um, and it's easier. No, so uh, that's when the numbers can go back up again. Oh, no, oh yeah, McGre- no, it was McGregor versus Cerrone, yeah. The, yeah oh, Cerrone that, was yeah, that was on. Oh, yeah. And that's, that's a good, yeah, I think Graham yeah. said that in the podcast last week. Yeah, that's a good point, but I, yeah, and maybe the 700,000 boys for the last one did as well, but that that uh, yeah mcgregor helped in terms of him being on the in january but i don't think that's happening again like let's say if john jones versus francis see we're still thinking of the old school pay-per-view boys maybe that would draw a million on if it was on tv and all but you can take away you can take away up to half of that maybe i think you know, mm. it'd probably be seven hundred, eight hundred thousand boys I, I think and that's a that's a good bit for them but i don't think they're as deadly about making fights anymore as they once were uh i think if they had that fight a few years ago they'd be definitely trying to do it but i, I don't think they uh they want to do it as much now as they would have in the past but like do you have and the point i was getting to a second ago before i even got to that is like as mma fans especially me following mma for fucking how many years now 14 years on and off 10 years as a pure fucking fanatic altogether um we have always held up mma as a better sport than boxing outside of the arena at least because we Mm. didn't have this bullshit politics we had it basically everyone in the one promotion we saw all the big fights okay we maybe we didn't see a couple of the super fights gsp silver and you know that's always going to happen but we you know we saw the best at each weight class fighting each other we see habib versus mcgregor you know we saw gsp fighting everyone at 170 we saw john jones versus dc we you know we see all these big fights that we always want to see we see chris cyborg versus amanda nunez okay we didn't see ronda versus chris cyborg we saw ronda versus amanda nunez we saw Ronda versus Holly Holm. We see all these big fights. And boxing didn't have that. You know, it took fucking 15 years for us to get Manny Pacquiao versus Floyd Mayweather. Canelo is fighting, you know, he fought um he fought Triple G a couple of times, but it took years to do that as well. They're trying to do the, the match again and they can't do it. And Billy Joe Saunders can't get the fight. And Tyson Fury versus Anthony Joshua can't get the fight. It seems like in boxing every fight's getting that way. But in MMA, no. I feel like we're closer to that than we've ever been before. Like the this politics of it. money from yeah, ESPN yeah. is making them t- it's take less it. risks. Yeah, it's, I think it's mm. changing. And I think, like, we, 
when Endeavor came in, WMEIMG, you know, we, myself and Graham were talking about it, that they were actually doing more of this, but more in terms of like just draw fights. And they're still doing that with Dominic Cruz versus um, Henry Cejudo and, and things like that. So it's, we're in a weird situation where they will make the big fights if it's the big draw as well at the right time. But mm. it's not in terms of like the fights we really want to see all of the time that they're going to make. They're going to make mm. what either pleases themselves or what will kind of save the money a bit. <laughs> like it's, it's, yeah. we're in a, I, it's, it's actually hard to analyze it at the moment, but it's, we're in a very, very odd situation, I think, where you know, the UFC is, is kind of changing. It, may, it might be a time for a state of the UFC address again, but yeah, I think we're in a, we're in a weird time. And I, look, I really want to see that fight and I hope it happens, but I'm not... Um, I, I'm not uh, too um, positive on it at the moment. But yeah. another thing, but just before we move on maybe to the car this weekend and, and things like that, uh, even though I wasn't able to watch loads of fights because I'd have had no internet, so <laughs> I'm a bit <laughs> fucked in pre- preview on that. But anyway, I know a, a bit of... MMA managers, like, well, they're the people kind of left out here. And I apologize if you can hear fucking background noise there because we're, there's not making we can do. Um, MMA managers, right? So John Jones is tweeting about this about the negotiations that are happening, live tweeting them as it happened. Like, yeah. why is that? If you're a professional MMA manager, right, and you're trying to make, you know, let's say leave Conor McGregor's side, the biggest fight the sport can make today. I don't, I don't think there's anything close, to be honest. This, apart from McGregor Habib or McGregor GSP or whoever it may, may be, this is the biggest fight you can make in MMA today. And one of the participants in it, and two of the participants actually, are tweeting about it. Dana White's coming on and he's, um, you know, he's talking about it as well. Like, why are the MMA managers not getting in there? And Like, John Jones has complained the UFC aren't giving him more money. Isn't it his manager's mm. job to get onto the UFC to make them give him more money? But Isn't do you think his manager is doing this with him? They're using it as a negotiation tool or something. They're doing it between them. But that, doesn't that make his manager look like he's absolutely fucking shit then? That he needs yeah, to go on Twitter yeah. to do yeah. negotiation tools to get fucking... Like, his mm. job is to go in and get more money for his fighters. To get him as paid as much as he possibly can. Like... I don't know. I feel like MMA managers are a complete fucking waste of money. Like, like yeah. you think about it, even you know, all, all everywhere around the world, even in 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 Europe or whatever, in, even in Ireland, right? If you've an MMA manager, and like let, let's say the, this podcast, right, the biggest MMA podcast in Europe, we've been doing uh, interviews and stuff. We do them on Patreon, put them up on YouTube. There's like what eleven thousand subscribers, or something on YouTube. If you're an Irish MMA fighter or something coming up, that's that's big. That's a good amount of exposure. I've yeah. fucking shitload of followers. Graham is going to tweet out this podcast. Twenty five thousand, whatever, on Facebook. People are going to see it all over the place. That's going to get you exposure. I don't think I've ever had an MMA manager in Ireland come reach out to me and goes, "Can I get my fighter on the podcast?" Like yeah, that is insane. If you're listening to this and you're an Irish MMA fighter, like you should be ringing up your manager now. Like, what the fuck am I paying you for? Actually, the opposite has happened. You've been turned down by oh, managers yeah. trying to interview <laughs> fighters. Well, yeah. I, I'm more by fighters. Because <laughs> <laughs> managers are, I stay away from managers as much as I can. But like people like me and other people doing podcasts and doing shows like that, we should be getting fucking barrages of messages from MMA managers telling, trying to get people in. We've had ones from America, the one, and like. Uh, um, you know, most of the Bellator fighters and stuff like that, the promotions get on to us to to interview them, and you know we uh, Bellator do these media days and stuff like that to get their people exposure. They they see the value in that. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay, you you might see the value in your manager gets you a deal with a, a protein company and you get you know ten free jars of protein and five hundred quid or something like that. 
and that's great like that lasts you two weeks <laughs> you know that's fantastic yeah. but if you get on places and make fans all the time that's going to last you for your whole career like yeah. you know but it's and this is not you know trying to get guests on or whatever I actually have too many I don't I, I want to interview less people so that's that's not it at all it's MMA managers I think are just completely useless like if I like yeah. if I was a fighter there's no way I'd be paying these idiots 10% you always like, hear Chael Sonnen talking about that story about Kevin Lee that he flew out and he inter- he was begging for interviews and ringing up and you know, he mm-hmm. that's what a manager should have been doing for yeah. him do you know yeah, yeah. They, and they just don't like I've, yeah. I, I, we've had a couple of ones at all we, uh, a couple of good managers reach out and like you know we I want you to interview this fighter I want you to interview whoever it might be and it's like great you know and that's what people like me want you know we, we want people to get and us setting up here he's here at three o'clock you do you want to interview him yeah perfect i will you know and yeah. that's that's their job that's what they should be doing it's the same with the negotiations if your manager's not fighting for you to get you more money they're useless that they're useless at their job why yeah. are you pay them that money like yeah. you know if you're getting 10 grand for a fight and you're giving away a thousand euro of that to a manager who's doing fucking nothing for you like what yeah. is the point of that like, you even see some managers working on the side of the ufc kind of against oh. fighters in lawsuits and things <laughs> yeah. like that Most and that's them. mad as well <laughs> shout out ali <laughs> yeah yeah that's crazy absolutely crazy oh great great fair play to them um right next thing we'll talk about i suppose let me pull up my list i have no internet so we're doing all of this on uh with my brain and patrick's brain alone um before we move on to maybe the fights this weekend as well because we're it turned out to be one of those topics i think um the bellator there's a report this week and the report was all over the place so we maybe we can touch back on this when there's some facts around it but uh there was a report out in Oh, I'm not sure the website, but Bloody Elbow reported as well and kind of added more things to it that the zone might not be renewing with Bellator. Oh, yeah. Um, which is very, very uh, interesting and could be very, very bad, uh, especially for Irish and UK MMA fighters because it was around the time of the zone deal that they started coming to Ireland in the UK because they had that additional money and because they could pay all these fighters money to sign them up and why they're getting loads of young new fighters like Aaron Pico um, AJ McHugh over in America James Gallagher Fabian Edwards all of those sort of fighters here in, in the UK and Ireland and if they lose like okay maybe they'll come in they'll sign a new deal um, I was talking to someone in America about this and about what's going on moving with Showtime they're moving to Showtime um and whether it's the zone fights going on Showtime or the Paramount fights going on Showtime or both or one or you know <laughs> either, I don't think anyone is you know maybe in Bellator they're hundred percent sure. But I was talking to a couple of people in America and they're like until it, I suppose until it happens it's it's not a hundred percent for sure yet. And obviously at the moment we're stuck in a pandemic and Bellator not having any fights, so we don't know. Let's say you know how the the fights that are on Paramount at the moment go to Showtime, and in they sell some fights to someone else who's going to pay them a lot of money then everything you know fine and dandy the same amount of money coming in makes no difference but the zone paid them a shitload of money i think the deal was a nine-figure deal and uh, there's some of that left there's uh, someone said three years someone said one year someone said five years so i don't know <laughs> i don't know how much is left in it but if bellator let's say bellator i've already said if they keep that money fine everything go on as it goes but if they lose that money and they they have already that money spent that they got in and they don't have a new deal and it's just uh, like I believe Showtime and Viacom are the same company and Viacom own Bellator so Bellator is not owned by you know like the UFC is owned by uh, Endeavor and then ESPN are separate and they have a deal together so ESPN paid the money so Viacom own Bellator Viacom own Showtime so it's not like um, Showtime are kind of 
just giving them like a set deal. I'm sure they have a set amount of money and budgeted that they're going to give them and all, but it's not like they're, uh, you know, they're negotiating this big long deal and they're going to yeah. sign with someone else. Like, it's uh, maybe they are. Maybe, maybe I'm totally wrong on that. But if they only have that set budget and don't have like the zone were crazy. That the zone thing is never going to work, on, and that's yeah. why I think they're cutting it back. Especially but, now, like yeah, it must be tough in a, in a, in a exactly. pandemic for a brand new company. Yeah, you know? when there's no box and they're throwing money around the place. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Like that. That and if, let that. Let's say that money is gone, and they only have their budget from Viacom. What like what's going to be the first thing that goes like those. Especially the UK shows, I don't think they've been doing that well. Um, the Ireland shows have always done pretty well. They've always been probably at least eighty percent, up to ninety five percent, close to hundred percent sold out at, at times. So they've done very well. And I think like even if all comes all, they'll keep James Gallagher and some of the Irish fighters and have cards in Ireland. But if they have to cut back, the first thing that go goes, I think, will be the guys say outside of uh, maybe Gallagher, Kiefer. Uh, Queely, uh, and the top Irish guys, Fabian Edwards, the top English guys. Like, if you're an Irish fighter and you've you're two and two in Bellator, or you're you know one and zero in Bellator, or you're an English fighter in the same, you could be gone. Like that's the situation I think. Mm-hmm. Where and uh, maybe they'll have them all fight out their contracts. Maybe there's a way that they they can't let go of them or whatever. But MMA contracts have, we, as we've seen in the past, are basically not worth the paper they're written on, and they can just tear them up all the time. That yeah. that is. I hope that doesn't happen. That's something we talked about in the podcast for years and years. That how long is this going to last? How long is it financially viable? And I think it's financially viable as long as they have all that disown money. But when that disown money goes, is it anymore? I don't know. And I, I fear for that because that's going to be a big, big issues if that does happen. And I hope to God it doesn't happen because it's bad for everyone. It's bad for the fighters. It's bad for me and you. Bad for, you know, Irish MMA. There wouldn't be as many shows. It's bad for UK MMA as well. You know, the UFC are not coming back here that much uh, to Ireland and the UK. And Bellator, you know, whatever you say about Bellator, I'd like Bellator have done some good things. That maybe they have some, done some bad things as well. And, you know, maybe they'll leave the, the scene in wreck and ruin. But as long as they're here, I think it's you know well it's a bigger argument than than they're doing everything good but they're like they're giving a lot of people a lot of money and it'd be sad to see those people left without that money but it's you know any thoughts on it what's what's broadcast wise they won't make a difference they're all on sky here is it well that's that's another thing we still haven't got confirmation that they're still that they're on sky like they have this bellator recharge i think it's called where they play like fader versus me or other things on sky so maybe they do maybe i'll maybe i'll send them an email actually again and ask them about that but i did that uh, at the start of the year and i said something will be announced and to my knowledge it hasn't been announced yet maybe it has maybe i missed it and maybe i talked about another podcast i've terrible memory but yeah i don't yeah they've been know. a great re- rejuvenation for uk and irish mmas you know a lot of irish fellas but they've also become very reliant irish mma has become very reliant on them as well yeah. so if they collapse that's a big loss for Irish MMA. That's a dozens of fighters. Like, or that's yeah. a, that's Gra- a lot of fighters. Graham Boyle will be getting a lot of phone calls and <laughs> maybe a few yeah. apologies and stuff. So, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's an interesting time ahead. I hope it doesn't happen because it'll be very, very, very bad for uh, MMA on this side of the world. But, um, yeah, hopefully um, hopefully something can be salvaged. And maybe once this pandemic blows over, and hopefully it does fucking blow over shortly, uh, things, will, uh, things will improve again. Right. Let's talk about the card this weekend, uh, and I know you have a couple of other topics you want to throw at me as well. We do like a mini Sheehan show at the end, and maybe answer a couple of questions as well. But this card mm-hmm. at the weekend, um, Tyron Woodley versus Gilbert Burns, right? So before my well, 
my internet went to shit for about 24 hours then it came back for an hour i managed to watch one or two gilbert burns fights before it went again for like last <laughs> or six hours uh, and i kind of know Tyron Woodley anyway so like this fight like watching gilbert burns against Gunnar nelson uh Gunnar nelson pushed him against the cage for a lot of that fight okay gilbert landed his shots and everything like that it was very much just kind of a stalemate fight uh for a, for large parts not not the whole lot of it and when it got to the ground it was there was good jujitsu and it was exciting on the ground and stuff but when you see Gunnar Nelson doing that against someone, like Gunnar Nelson has been talked about before, about going down to 155, you know, not the biggest uh, 170 or in the world. He's, um, well, people have said, and I'm pretty sure he has said, if there was a 160 division, 162 or whatever, that he'd be there. You know, he's kind of a tweener between there. He's fighting Tyron Woodley now, who maybe not the tallest yeah. guy in the world, but he's big, fucking strong. Yeah, I think strong. Woodley's fought at middleweight, hasn't he? Um, and that's going to be difficult, I think, if you're Gilbert Burns. Also, with a guy like Tyron Woodley, who's fought the likes of Wonderboy and other people like that, who are, you know, Wonderboy, arguably the best striker in the world in MMA, and he beat him, you know, twice, and he stopped Wonderboy from hitting him. And that's a very different prospect, I know. But well, he drew once with him. And he, well, oh, sorry, yeah, he drew. Fair play, yeah, you're right. Uh, <laughs> and, and, well, and he well, technically uh, won yeah, the other one. <laughs> Wonderboy beat him twice. I mean, yeah, that's true. But um, I, I, I find it. And I'll, I have another point on this, maybe to contradict myself in a second, but I find it hard if you're talking about Tyron Woodley anywhere near his best, uh, uh, apologies for the background, uh, against Gilbert Burns. I think Gilbert has improved an awful lot and I think he's a very good fighter, but I find it very hard to see him beating Tyron Woodley if he's anywhere near his best. Like, the, And the one thing I think that might play into Gilbert Burns' favour is Tyron Woodley's last fight, if I'm not wrong, and the internet's not working so I can't look it up, Cameron Usman was his last fight, I believe, where he was looked absolutely horrendous he looked like he didn't show wasn't up to fight at all. At all. no you say he wasn't himself and i would kind of i would go along with that but is that the real time woodley now in 2020 like or in 2019 or whenever it happened like has he fallen off a cliff is he not the fighter he used to be if he's not gilbert burns will absolutely beat him and he can beat him he's a very very good fighter he's improved he decimated um uh demian maya like only good fighters do that I, I, I can't write off Tyron Woodley yet like I can't mm. write that, the Usman fight was the sort of performance and I, Usman take nothing away from Usman he's a very good fighter he deserved the win I'm not saying you know he got a gimme or whatever but yeah. I can't like if he comes out and has the exact same performance against Usman again he might as well retire I think because like mm. he is that was a horrendous performance he had yeah. I believe he had shoulder surgery and stuff before that like shoulder surgery is a big, big thing, especially for MMA. Anyone who's had a bad shoulder, I've had one myself. It's fucking terrible. Like, it's, shoulders are the worst, I think. Um, and it, it's interesting to see how he pops back. What, what's your thoughts on, on the fight? You seem Woodley. to be falling in and out of love with, with oh, Tyron yeah, Woodley. Love, love, <laughs> with you. Love, love, love. <laughs> I love that song. Do you, uh, see the, do you see the edit where uh, Holly Holm is dancing to it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. There's some cringy uh, edits. I feel like yeah. him now sitting here in a fucking so. garage with a microphone in front of me. But, yeah, yeah anyway. The man with the most famous video against the man with the best social media counter. Oh, well, yeah. him, him and Derek Lewis are neck and neck. <laughs> if he gets knocked out, there's some of the people. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. That's the biggest, uh, worst case scenario. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, but anyway. yeah it should be a good fight, though. Gilbert Burns is really on the rise at the moment. So he's, he's looked good. So it should be interesting. It'll be his biggest fight by far, anyway. Yep. To see what level he's at uh, when it comes to world championship level. How close mm-hmm. is he? Yeah, it will. It's interesting as well to see 
and it's maybe a thing that we haven't taken much notice of so far but it's how they're performing with uh, curtailed training camps and everything like that in terms of um uh cardio in terms of skills and everything like that like the one fight there's probably more than one but the gaethje ferguson fight went what four and a half rounds five and a half rounds i don't know went long anyway and they looked all right to me like in that yeah. the, i don't think there, there was any degradation in skills or anything in in that fight um have we had another fight go along there's probably my memory is horrendous but i haven't really noticed this completely in, in terms of like cardio being not as good as it was or skills being left down and i think most of that is mma fighters don't give a single shit and i think a lot of people in america don't give a fuck either uh no offense to america even someone actually slagged <laughs> me was like what the fuck are you talking about you hate america it's arguable but uh the difference i watched bundesliga last week and a lot of them looked very off you know they, they have extra substitutions or people only lasting like 50 minutes and 45 minutes and 60 minutes and stuff like that so people don't have like the same uh fitness levels and maybe skill levels as they had before um so you know that's something interesting to look at here as well especially someone like gilbert burns who you know tyron woodley has gone five rounds a lot of times and he's gone late a lot of times and if he has to go that length with uh tyron woodley when he you know was talked about fighting a week ago he's talked about fighting three weeks ago you know he's you know been kind of preparing yeah. like how how is that curtailed uh preparation going to uh going to work for these fighters i think that's yeah. very interesting especially in this fight it could play into it so um it's something to, to look at i think do you think in a way it could be like a lose-lose for gilbert burns even if he wins that it might be saying oh yeah but sure woodley was bad in the last one as I well and he mightn't get the credit he deserves do you think it's more of a lose-lose for tyron woodley because if he loses people are going to say he's absolutely gone if he beat gilbert burns like yeah. gilbert burns is a good fighter and he's yeah. he's improved an awful lot as you say but I don't know. Like he got knocked out by Dan Hooker at fucking one fifty five, and I know you could, you know, you can say that about for a lot of fighters. You know, was it Poirier that got knocked by knocked out by Akira Kurosani, or am I gone mad? Poirier? Yeah, I forget. Or, I don't know. Maybe I'm gone mad. He got knocked out by someone who wasn't that good on you. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I was going to say McGregor, McGregor oh, until you said not that good. Oh yeah, fuck's sake. <laughs> Graham will delete this podcast. <laughs> that, but yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting to see how it goes on you. Look, it's, I think it'll be a good fight anyway. Well, mm-hmm. with Woodley, or, no, it probably won't be a good fight, actually. I take it back. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Although it's not for a belt, so he'll, he'll, but it could be a good fight again. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's five rounds, though, yeah. So the co-main event, according to Wikipedia, I'm not sure if it's true or not, is Belay Ivanov versus Augusta Sakai. Uh, yeah, Saki or Sakai? Sakai, Sakai. Sakai. I thought I it was Saki's brother. Oh, or Saki. No. Oh, I was. Uh, just, yeah, where is he oh, gone? Is he retired now or what? Who Gokan Saki? Yeah, I don't he, know. Is he still with the UFC or did they let him go? I don't know. He's he's still with the UFC, but sure, he's a foot oh, boxer. Yeah. Like he's never going to get anywhere. Oh, Hopefully, yeah. he's fucking learned how to sprawl or something. He might be a bit better. But uh, Sakai beat yeah. uh, Tabura in his last fight. Beat uh, Andrew Arlovsky as my internet comes back for a better. Beat Chase Sherman as well, who came into the UFC is looking good. So um, yeah, that's I don't really care about that fight, but sure. However, mm-hmm. we we'll, let's see how it goes. It's anyway, a good heavyweight fight. That's what some people like. That so. yeah, that's a good uh, slugger. That's very very true. Um, mm-hmm. Other than that, Kevin Holland I see is coming back as well. He fought like was it last week or two weeks ago? So I yeah? did someone put up a graphic that said this was the quickest turnaround in UFC history. I think it is. Well, Cowboy he, is going to be jealous. Yeah, <laughs> Cowboy was like third or something. Um, mm. Yeah, so. 
Yeah, the cowboy fought actually the last UFC or uh, Bellator Dublin. I'm sure Sam Alvey must be up there as well. He seems to fight very often as well. Yeah, he does. But yeah. just because my point looked weird there, last Bellator Dublin, Miles Jury and Vincent Henderson fought, and mm-hmm. Cowboy Sorney fought both of them in the space of. 14 15 days or something like that so <laughs> yeah it's uh, that's interesting oh, yeah. but yeah kevin holland coming back looked very good in his last fight one in 15 seconds or something like that oh, so yeah. no problem getting in there fighting uh daniel oh, yeah. rodriguez again uh, roosevelt roberts who sounds like the 22nd american president fights <laughs> brock weaver who sounds like the next american president uh, mckenzie darn coming back here again against hannah cyphers was mckenzie darn's fight i can't look it up i believe was the one she lost wasn't it um, yeah, she lost her last fight anyway, didn't yeah. she? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's fighting against Hannah Cyphers. Actually, I, I, I have a soft spot for me. Well, that was the comeback one after she had a child. After, yeah, it? that was it, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, interesting to see how she looks here. Like, her hands, I think, had improved before she uh, she uh, went on maternity leave. Um, and obviously, you know, being away, probably could a massive change to your yeah. body and everything as Not well. Not just that, but, like, you're 100% correct, yeah, but... Like, I'm sure, and I'm probably a bad one to talk about this, like, because I haven't a clue, but I, I, I'm i making an assumption that, like, if you're, you know, and maybe this is another thing to talk about now with the, the pandemic and all, but if you're rising up and you're learning, like, obviously, you're, we all know about McKinsey Dern's Jiu-Jitsu, world champion Jiu-Jitsu player and all that, but if you're mm-hmm. coming in and you're rising up and you're getting a, becoming a better striker all the time, you come into the UFC, you don't look great as a striker, but then you look, you know, you showed sprouts of quality, mm-hmm. and then you can't strike for... Yeah. Oh, you know seven eight months probably and a little bit after that maybe again uh and you may like i'm sure maybe she could hit the bag or whatever and stay fit but it's it's not the same and yeah. you know it's everything's on hold yeah everything is on hold and uh, like that's going to be tough and this is an interesting fight i think i said it directly after that fight as well to see how she pops back and see how she looks um in this one so i'm very intrigued i'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing how uh how mckenzie looks and hannah cypher is a good fighter as well um billy quarantillo fighting spike Kagroil, both of them lads' names are mixed up, made up even. Caitlin Chukagan fighting Antonina Shevchenko. I'm pretty sure this is the first person in UFC history to fight siblings two fights in a row. I'm, I'm oh, just yeah? looking it up. Yeah. She fought Vantina in her last fight. Uh, I went, you were talking I on Twitter tra- about yeah, it. Troll through yeah. Wikipedia uh, in the UFC. Um, oh, 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 what's his name? Oh my god, Grabak Hitman will kill me. Uh, oh, I can't think of his name. He fought Nate and Nick Diaz in a row, but. One, I think one was in the UFC and one was outside of the UFC. So oh. uh, someone did it with Frank Shamrock and okay. Ken Shamrock as well, I think. Lots of people have fought brothers. Um, like Tito has fought Frank and Ken, but years apart. And a couple of one person, I think, has fought the Lausanne brothers. And, you know, it's happened. But there's actually one guy. I'll tweet out. I think it's Alex Steberg or something like that. Uh, when we're talking about brothers, he's fought Matthews' brother. He fought uh, Jason Guida. He fought Ninja Hua. <laughs> And he fought Little Nog, I think. So he's fought <laughs> like four MMA brothers, which is uh, an interesting <laughs> one. But yeah. Uh, Jamal Hill, who uh, Andy Stevenson uh, interviewed there not too long ago, is fighting on this card as well. My boy Tim Elliott is fighting. Your boy Lewis Smolk. I know you're a big fan of fighting oh, Casey yeah. Kenny. And uh, Chris Gutierrez as well uh, is on this card. So yeah, like not a great card, to be honest. Not a great mm. card at all. But um, sure, we'll, we'll have something to watch anyway. And um, sure, look. These things happen in MMA. Anything? Mm-hmm. What's the what fight are you kind of looking forward to on that card? Is there anything standing out to you, or is it just the main event? Uh, the main event, I suppose. Yeah, it's after that. Yeah, it's it, there's a kind of a steep downhill. Yeah, but a kind of interesting fight. Like me, you know, like oh yeah, I'd watch that kind of fights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, like to stand out, I suppose the only one that stands out is the main event. 
Yeah. See what where where Tyron is, but that's what I'm most interested to see is where Tyron is. If that if that one uh, fight, if his loss was a was a once off thing, or if if that's where he is now, as you were saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's I, I think. Uh, I think the Woodley fight is is the most interesting one. Um, right, we've got a few questions, a few few topics you want to throw at me that uh, I don't know about that we can uh, discuss. I've just uh, what I'm going to do is browse through some of the MMA news and okay. see if uh, let's do it. You you can say skip on a lot of these because I'm literally because our internet's so bad. I'm just looking yeah. at headlines. Uh, Gian Vellante versus Morris Green in the works for UFC. Uh, Who cares? Okay, there you go. There's one. Who is it? Is it, you might have it up there. Uh, Sugar Sean O'Malley is fighting. Eddie Wineland, I think, is it? Yeah, Wineland. I yeah. made a joke that it sounds like a, a team park for alcoholics. <laughs> Eddie, Eddie Wineland, funny enough, ex WEC 135 punch. I, mean, I, I saw a few people saying maybe that's a backward step for Sean O'Malley. I don't know. I feel like Eddie Wineland's, no, no, no. Wineland's, Eddie good. Wineland's a good mm. fighter. Like he's mm. he's uh, like he's a good um, mid-term test, I think, for someone like Sean O'Malley on their way up right now. Uh, know, he can strike well. He's Good takedown defense, good on the ground. He, you know, he's not the best fighter in the world anywhere or everywhere. Uh, and Sean O'Malley's, you know, he's a very, very good fighter on his way up. So I think that's a good test. I don't, I don't see much wrong with that matchmaking, to be honest. And it should be, uh, yeah, should be a good this fight. sounds like yeah. a great fight. Uh, Courtney Casey versus Julian Robertson set for June 20th. That's a good fight as well, I like yeah. that, to be honest. Uh, Benavidez versus Figueredo, yes. a rematch in the works for July 18th. Yeah. July 18th. Where are all these fights going to be, I wonder? I suppose that one will be... Oh, fight no, Island. Fight maybe. Island, maybe. Well, He's, uh, Dana White said he's it's what is what is he late June I think and he's going to spend the whole month of July in Fight Island so it'll be good to I get like a break. I like the T-shirts I've seen the Fight Island T-shirts. Yeah, like, like uh, it's weird. How <laughs> long have we got? We got forty four minutes and I haven't given out about the coronavirus oh, yeah. yet. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's, it's fucking. Some people uh, saying it's never going to happen. Fight Island. <laughs> yeah, like I wouldn't be surprised if it didn't happen. It's yeah. like coronavirus aside, I think it's a cool idea. Like, have I'd you? No one's heard where it actually is. I'm amazed. Like, I've heard rumors that it's Richard Branson's island. One yeah. of them. Someone something. said but that um, was that was um what's his name Brenda Schaub. So oh, was, oh, definitely not. Yeah. Like a fucking <laughs> idiot. Um, someone else said someone else had an island. Someone else said someone else. Yeah, so it's definitely happening. But um, yeah, the uh, small bit of a coronavirus update here. What's your t- take on the whole coronavirus thing? I know I'm like everyone thinks I'm a pure. Where we are now? Uh, well, in terms of inter- the mind, the, the whole world, but in terms fights. of the UFC, yeah, uh, UFC. Yeah, they can. They should be able to do it, but just they have to actually adhere to what they're saying they're going to do, and can't be just fist bumping people and all that. You have mm-hmm. do it, but do it properly. Like as you said, the Bundesliga were yeah. doing it well. They should be doing it well, but it should be going ahead because it's you know, mm-hmm. but just as safely as possible. Because it is a sport that could be done very well because there doesn't need to be a whole lot of contact, mm-hmm. and but they need to yeah. To do what they're saying they're gonna do. Yeah, like to, uh, it is a sport that can be done. There isn't a whole lot of contact until they get into the cage. <laughs> like I think we yeah. need to avoid all contact as much as we can before we get into the cage yeah. to have the safe fights. Like you know, p- people maybe misconstrued what I'm saying, thinking I sh- don't think there should be any fights. I think there should be fights if yeah. the uh, protocols are adhered to. If the protocols are not adhered to, I don't think it's safe to have fights. So that that's yeah. an easy option for me. There's they should be getting those sixty minute tests. They're they're talking about them now. They're available. You know, thirty minutes for our, yeah. and sixty minutes. They're not for testing half thing. enough. Like yeah. there's there's no way. Like yeah. Dana White got tested three times when he, for three cards. That's not yeah. enough. No. They should be t- testing them afterwards. They yeah. should be making them go into quarantine for two weeks afterwards. Like it's yeah. uh, look at the Premier League are doing now. They're talking about coming back. I think the twelfth of June. They went back to training what, on the 20th of May, so that's what, 26 days, if my my uh, maths is right, something yeah. like that. 
And they can do the, the Joe Rogan had a guest on the other day I'm on his podcast right mm-hmm. And he said Oh I forgot to test you Do you want to get tested He says okay Okay we're going to pause the podcast now And then now we're back And he's tested and he passed mm-hmm. So obviously in the space That they just took a break That he had been tested like, And got came back yeah, positive Sure but that Or negative yeah, that, <laughs> You could All you need that test for is Like in the locker room Before the fights You don't need You know you there's tests that can get done in two hours or whatever. Test someone, send them to their room, and go here. We'll ring you in two hours, and you can come out of your room or whatever. Like it's, it's not rocket science. We we know what they're doing now. We know how to do it. But like the big issue is you have to test so many times because there's so many false negatives in these tests. These tests aren't full foolproof at all. So I think you need to test over and over, and you can also pick it up. You can start showing symptoms and start testing positive at different times. So you like to be safe, you have to do it for a longer time and you have to test more, I think. And you have yeah. to adhere to the, the social distancing. So if you can do all of that, I think fights are perfectly safe to happen. But the problem is they haven't been doing that, so I don't think they're safe to happen. But anyway, like the UFC can literally change it to take away all my complaints easily they just have to insert their protocol and make people do it they have like they have a, a protocol and they're not like imagine if uh, if everyone in ireland was there so the the, uh, the speed limit's about 100 kilometers an hour right yeah. uh, if they never went out and never uh, uh sent guards on the road to stop people who were going 150 or whatever like what yeah. there'd be no point like everyone would just go over the uh the yeah. threshold because it doesn't matter they have these thresholds in there they have this protocol in that you can go a certain speed but yeah. sure never it doesn't matter if you can go over the yeah. speed because no you're it's going to make Laws absolutely no difference enforced, yeah they have yeah. they have to be enforced yeah. there's no point having this protocol if you don't enforce it but anyway mm-hmm. right any other topics there i got i got my i only went like three minutes of a uh, be good fight uh, chase hooper and alex caceres added to ufc 250 that's how, that's pretty soon isn't it when is ufc 250 does it say there like uh, I have to click into uh, it's a man they were looking for another fight someone said for that but it's amanda nunes versus felicia spencer that card looks absolutely fucking atrocious the last i saw june the 6th yeah, yeah. june 6th win. so that's that's only two weeks well, that's away. not too far away two yeah. weeks away yeah, yeah. so yeah. yeah it's um chase hooper's unde- undefeated 20 yeah. year old he's been askren's son lad didn't he oh he is yeah <laughs> i loved when he went up to um to masvidal oh that's so he's funny like, are you really <laughs> <laughs> i like a bit of chase like chase hooper is i've talked about this a lot in the last couple of weeks but MMA fans or MMA fighters um, being accessible to MMA fans and kind of being likable to MMA fans is a thing that we used to see so much before, but we rarely see now. But he seems to be one of these guys as well who has kind of gotten MMA fans on his side a little bit and people seem to kind of like him. So, yeah. fair play to him. I think, yeah. he's, uh, I think he's going to... You have to try to find your niche or find your angle yeah. for people to pay attention to. And just to people you being like yourself that. as well, I think. And I think that that's what he's kind of doing. I think he's just a bit of a, a funny guy. And he's a good fighter as well. So And I, I know he's Andrew McGahan's favourite fighter because he likes jiu-jitsu and stuff. So. Oh, Paige Van Zandt and uh, Amanda oh, yeah. Ribas as Hebas. well. yeah. I love Hebas. that. I love that for like Amanda Hebas is Team Sheehan now official. You can put her on oh, it. Yeah. She's my. Saying, oh, that, you were saying the other day online was it an end of contract oh, fight for she is Paige Van Zandt to batter Paige. She's oh, going yeah. to batter. She like Amanda Hebas is very very what good. What if Paige does her flying kick again? <laughs> God bless her. That was actually good. Her power was cool, though, yeah. yeah, that was good and fair. And like Paige's, yeah. I think Paige and. Paige had a lot of fucking injuries as well over the last while, so yeah. you can dancing you injuries. <laughs> but her arm, she's fucking had her arm fucked up a few times. But mm-hmm. um, I, I like Paige. I, I rate her as a fighter. She's a tough as shit. Remember that fight was it yeah. against? Oh yeah, she was was Eunice, her, yeah. yeah. Paige is a good yeah. fighter. Like I think people, like people give people like Paige and Sage Narcos and Ronda Rousey and other people. They give them an awful hard time, but 
I yeah. don't know. I, like I was I was watching I was watching weirdly enough LeBron James in uh, high school the other day. Yesterday oh, yeah. they sent like. ESPN to broadcast his high school game and he fucking destroyed the best team in the country with lads like he'd just grown up with because he was so good and uh, they interviewed him afterwards and they're like will the, the this all get to you you know the cameras have been on national television and you know he was saying like no I won't or whatever but like I feel like some fighters right they because they're popular and because people know them people will just find ways of hating them like and yeah. people who, who and i don't think it's as bad in, MMA in terms of coverage because we don't have like that tabloid journalism and we you know okay we have when some you say people now you mean like journalists or oh, i think just it's a MMA combination fans. of everyone like man yeah. you know maybe ronda's bad to put in with them like but sage narco like like yeah. you what negative could you really say about sage like he, he seems like, like a really nice the nicest fella, guy in yeah. the world he's a, yeah. like he's a good fighter he's not the best fighter in the world all right yeah. fair enough same with with Paige. like what she seems like a lovely person like she's a yeah. good fighter she's a better fighter shit. even than Paige was, yeah. or than sage was yeah. i don't know she's had been dogged with injuries which haven't helped her and okay you know i don't know i i, I just yeah. right you like you can analyze her fighting you can analyze sage's fighting and all of that but I think and I'm an advocate for us being too soft on MMA fighters a lot of time as well but sometimes I think it's yeah. just unnecessary the uh, for like you know the, the the things people get criticized for in terms of the likes of Sage and, and things I like that they just like, see stuff out of the cage that they don't like and then they, they bring it into the cage as if it's and yeah. it has anything yeah, to do with true. how like, they fight yeah and the, the opposite can be true as well and all that stuff like <laughs> the, the opposite can be true as well like Angela Hill everyone loves her she thinks you know she's the and I like her as well I think she's hilarious on Twitter and then mm. everyone thinks she's the best fighter in the world and she thinks she yeah. wins decisions she clearly didn't win and everything like it's Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's weird. Look, that's always going to happen, I suppose. But th- I I just interested in watching the Michael Jordan documentary and watching that LeBron game the other day. That people like narratives will get twisted. Even like, I don't want to go foot Conor McGregor mad narratives or anything, but narratives <laughs> will get twisted. There like there's reasons. Like, McGregor's a person who's given plenty of reasons <laughs> to dislike him, and other people have as well. Ronda, but some sometimes when people get to like the very top or become very popular, people will find ways of denigrating them even though well that's the wrong word but find ways of like criticizing them uh even though there maybe aren't any but i don't know that was just a wild fucking uh segue oh did you see um joe rogan knocking a a, a girl out with a plank yeah that was who hilarious put that up? uh ryan bader wasn't it yeah yeah, yeah was, that, that was, was hilarious look, it looked yeah. exact same it, it does it does the same, same jumper that he wears yeah. and everything the that was brilliant the, jeans and the stretchy jeans and everything <laughs> yeah else. what do you think of uh joe rogan getting was it 500 million or 100 million a year or something i think kevin clancy over in barcelona was saying yeah that's what he was saying anyway so i don't know yeah, that's some money. I didn't even know Spotify had video, to be honest. Do no, they, they, don't. they don't. They're going to, for him, I okay. guess. It, that's why it's not going to happen until September or something. Is yeah. It? I, it's an yeah. odd one because Joe Rogan has very much yeah. always been an advocate for put this up everywhere and, you know, I'll yeah. make money off of ads or whatever. And he's just totally abandoning that now. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know. Alex Jones apparently went on making a, it said he was and, and two hours on the phone with Joe and Joe said, you can tell everything I said. And uh, he was um, he was saying that he's doing it as a war against YouTube and, and, and all this. 
And uh, the Joe was telling him all this oh, stuff. Right, oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah, the, the, yeah. Are you listening to Alex Jones, bro? Yeah. No, there was stuff about it. Uh, oh, in connection, oh, so right, I clicked into enough. it. I, yeah, <laughs> I got yeah, down the rabbit hole. But that <laughs> uh, was hilarious, though. But uh, yeah. Joe has kind of like said a little bit of it himself when he was talking to like this political guy last night. Yeah. Uh, in his last episode, he was saying it. But I, I've kind of st- I've stopped. I, I think it's because of maybe the, the lockdown and stuff. I just kind of stopped listening to podcasts and stuff. I, I, I listened to the Dave Meltzer podcast. And that's all I really listen to these days. So. I listen to Chael and Bisping. And, uh, What's Joe? your top five favorite MMA podcasts? You can leave my one aside because obviously that's number one. Oh, yeah. Are you pulling uh, them up here but does Joe Rogan here? count? No, he doesn't count. No, well, no. let me see. So, um, Well, Chael and Bisping, I suppose. Uh, I have <laughs> I have so subscribed to UFC Unfiltered, but I never listen to it. Um, Is that still going? The Matt Sarah? I don't know. I'm just clicking to it. See, the, the new comedian lad. 23rd of May, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't listen to many others, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Oh, the two boys, the, um, uh, the what are they called? I forget. They're here Where, somewhere. Where the, are, they from? are they American or Irish? We used to there? listen to them all the time. I forget what oh, the name Heavy uh, Hands? Yeah, oh, yeah, no, the other one. Oh, you know, oh, the, the, the Coleman Coleman event. event. Oh, yeah. event. Uh, John Morgan, I listened to as well. Oh, yeah. John, like, yeah. I, uh, when I ever I used to be in the car with you before we could go on a car together, I used to listen. I like John Morgan's podcast. And f- like, John yeah. Morgan has been furloughed. I love well. the and a half podcast as well because they're always half drunk. Yeah, he he used crack. me as his intro as well. Remember the time yeah, you used to me that? was hilarious. Oh, that was listen to this now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, no, what the fuck is it? John Morgan's have to call me a cunt or something. I put it on like four times. I kept thinking they downloaded the wrong audio or something. We better explain this to people. So, do you want to explain it what happened so John Morgan uh, decided to take your Patreon bit from the start of your podcast mm-hmm. and use it on the start of his but when you say severemma.com he took that out and put in himself <laughs> and that John was hilarious yeah, that was at the funny. very beginning of his podcast so I kept like why is this the wrong audio matched up to John Morgan and then I just let it run for another five seconds and I realised yeah. what it was That's class. Oh, that was hilarious uh, I kind of miss MMA podcasts I don't I, I, I just can't listen to them anymore because I found myself when I was listening to them I was kind of just regurgitating their points and I'm the sort of person who and every I think person doing MMA podcast should be this way but like if I listen to Ariel doing a podcast and he says you know this would be well, a I good fight to Ariel as well actually I, like I have to say oh I agree and Ariel said it and I hate I like I hate doing that I want to have my own thoughts I don't want to be like saying someone else said this all the time you know people are going to have the same thoughts and on things you know there's mm-hmm. you know everyone's going to want to see John Jones versus Francis Ngannou although I've been saying that way before everyone else so anyway but like mm-hmm. I, yeah I just I'm in a maybe unique position where like I uh, I have to do an MMA podcast myself so I listen to other ones isn't Chael has changed idea. his podcast as well recently he doesn't have like one long podcast anymore he uses all his bits that he puts up on YouTube oh, really? and puts them all together I used to like yeah. when that lad Joel was on it with him Remember oh that was, was yeah <laughs> it was awful controversy <laughs> yeah. his car lot went on fire and he started a fight with somebody and mm-hmm. there was always mad stuff going on yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Uh, right, let's answer a few questions here. And I got an email up from Christopher Graham here with questions, and thank God there's about ten of them. So we'll answer a few of these, and then I'll answer the rest of them in the Q and A. When hopefully I can get them, uh, get them going somewhere. Um, right, I'll try this one too, Patrick. What do you think? Who do you think will win? Tyron Woodley versus uh, Barnes. If you get a prediction, round method. Uh, Woodley, uh, third round, ground and pound. Yeah, that's that's not a bad prediction. I'm gonna go for. Uh, well, I'll go the same. Actually, go on. I, I like yours. I, I, I ah, won't rob yours. Uh, how do you think Chukagan will do against the other Shevchenko? I think it's an interesting one because um, Antonina Shevchenko definitely isn't good uh, as good as Valentina, but 
No, she's still a good kickboxer and, and things like that. She's not great on the ground, not great all around. Like uh, Actually, like, will she benefit from training with her sister all the time when lockdown is going on? To yeah. have a, a well, training partner. Are they, uh, are they living together? I don't know. Maybe. But yeah. they can do if they want, I suppose. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. But yeah, that's, mm. a, that's, you know, maybe that's a good point, actually. Yeah, that mm. if, if they can, maybe she will. But, uh, yeah, like, I'm not the biggest Chukagan believer in the world, to be honest. I don't think she's great, but I think it'll be a decision. And probably a split yeah. decision. And there'll probably be a column written next week calling it a robbery by someone who doesn't understand MMA judging. Oh. <laughs> Uh, thoughts <laughs> <laughs> moving swiftly onwards <laughs> read the criteria uh, <laughs> read the, hashtag read the criteria <laughs> will the UFC make Sterling versus Santagin for the bantamweight title on UFC 250 I know you're a big fan of Triple C yourself Patrick what do you think mm. about this whole hashtag MMA retirement I love C? the cringe stuff because I love it because everybody hates it that's why I love it <laughs> was there someone you probably know this better than me was Ariel or someone talking this week about Triple C actually coming back and not being retired uh, his manager was. He said that he's going to be fighting soon. Uh, Ali said. On Ali. So they, yeah, he just said. Uh, yeah, I don't know exactly what he said, but he's just like talking about his next fight already. It's going to be soon or something. Or yeah, of course he is. So, uh, helping with the negotiations, <laughs> like, but not helping his fighter. Yeah, yeah, I love a bit of Triple C. He's a great man. Yeah. Oh, like I, I changed on Triple C a while back. I like, I hated it when I started first, but then I was like, nah, it's just, <laughs> he's just taking absolute fucking piss. And, uh, Do you still think he lost to Mighty Mouse? Looking back now, I still think he lost. Or, yeah, do you know the fight he won in Mighty Mouse and you thought he lost? Yeah. Do you still think he lost? Of course, I actually... Yeah. Do you know what? I haven't watched, watched that fight in a yeah, long time. I must watch it again. With the criteria in mind, it might be worth watching yeah. it. Yeah, Shawnee judging. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to go back and uh, and give it a watch, but yeah, we'll we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I suppose we can... Do. Oh, uh, a couple of people asked, I think... Oh, hold on, let's see if I can pull up one on Twitter, if Twitter will work. Let's see. Um, I think, so the... Headlining for the next pay-per-view is um, uh, Amanda Nunes versus Felicia Spencer. And so I think Christopher asked, another couple of people asked, who would be the headliner for the next pay-per-view after that? We're in a weird situation like where the fights are back now. But we still don't really have any matchmaking. You know, there's still nothing yeah. really going on. And, you know, it feels... And, okay, oh, we should have mentioned it as well, actually, before we previewed the card, that the card is supposed to be on next... Saturday, the 30th of May. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sin birthday presents to me during the week. And uh, <laughs> there's on the 27th of May, funnily enough, good date, they are having a Nevada State Athletic Commission meeting to determine whether they can have the card or not. So, uh, I, look, I think it's, I think that's only a formality at this stage. But Would they put it on somewhere else? Oh, would they put Is it the on? island ready? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, like how would they get people to the island? <laughs> like that's oh, yeah. uh, that's a that's a bit of a tough one, but yeah, a lot, like we I suppose we should have just mentioned that. But anyway, uh, I know I think that's just formality. But who like who who's going to headline the next pay per view? I think that's that's an interesting question. Like, is it going to be Usman versus Masvidal? Are they going to like? Why is that fight not happened already? Like it's yeah, it's baffling. Like yeah. Usman, uh, was he? I think he was injured for a while, but it's a long time since that Woodley fight now. Um, Masvidal didn't really get any injuries against uh, Nate Diaz. I don't know. It's, like, why is that fight not happening? Is it like, is it just Ali, or is it? I don't know what it is. It, but if you, to, if you had to bet on who McGregor is going to fight next, who would you think? Uh, who do you think? It's really all over the place at the moment. Does who has the power at the moment of the three: Gaethje, uh, Habib, and Connor? Uh, who <laughs> Connor? He can <laughs> Come still, on. He, if if Connor insisted on fighting Habib, do you think they'd oh, yeah. be able to do it? Of he'd course. be able to skip uh, yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, without a shadow. It's Conor McGregor talk. Like, you can talk what you say whatever you want, but like McGregor is the biggest star in the history of the sport. He like you know we talked about Jones earlier on, and it's like will they make the fight? You know, humming and hawing about it. If they want, if Conor McGregor wants to fight. And it's not like on a week's notice where they can't promote it or whatever. The UFC are going to do it. Like they're going, like Conor McGregor in a lot of ways is bigger than the UFC, and he can call the shots. And no one has ever been able to call the shots like he's been able to call the shots. Gaethje oh. was trying to say that he's lost his leverage and all that, but yeah. then he was saying he rolled back immediately. He was like, "Well, he's lost his leverage, you know, with the fighters and the fighters' opinions, mm-hmm. but you know, with the UFC and all, he's still the biggest guy." <laughs> it was like, "Yeah, yeah. I, look, I, I'm personally." have not wavered i've actually maybe gone further into my where i i've been saying it for about a year now that mcgregor needs to get two or three fights back before he gets the big fight Cerrone, yeah. i think perfect matchmaker and i even maybe would have got, given him something easier than that but he made it look easy so it was perfect yeah. i don't think you should be throwing him in there against uh, a gaethje or a masvidal or a habib next I don't Ferguson think so. or something, but then uh, people be going mad Ferguson, if he got Ferguson. For, you can't. Ferguson took too much damage in that fight. He can't be fighting anytime soon. Oliveira, Oliveira be dangerous, and he wouldn't I, get much for. I think Anthony Pettis. I, I know I've said yeah. it before, but I think that's the perfect fight. Next champion. There have been talks about that fight before. He'll fight at one seventy or one fifty five, wherever McGregor wants to fight. I think that makes a lot of sense to be honest. Maybe McGregor won't do it. Maybe the OC won't do it. Maybe the stand, fans just, won't stand Just make the Wonderboy fight altogether. Make the Wonderboy fight. I'd love it. <laughs> oh, God, I'd love it. Uh, right, Mr. Podge has a few here, and we'll throw these and then I'll answer the rest of them on the, um, on the Tingy Magic. You can, you can do it to you. That's the one. <laughs> Tingy Magic. Who would win these matchups in and slash tournament if they were all in their prime, right? In their prime. Conor McGregor versus Max Holloway. Patrick. Conor. Yeah, I, I think yeah. he would as well. Uh, BJ Pin versus Jose Aldo. Ooh, uh, BJ. Oh, definitely Jose Aldo. Yeah, I love. Uh, Uriah Faber versus Brian Ortega. Ooh, Ortega. Yeah, because uh, Ortega's getting gotten better and better. I know he lost to Holloway, but he was getting his. Like it's it's weird because we're at a stage where MMA has progressed so much. Like Uriah yeah. Faber was a very good fighter, but. Uriah Faber never became a great striker. You know, he, he was Ortega's good at striking in his way. stand up game surpassed uh, Faber, didn't it? Yeah. He's still not the best stand up fighter, nor like Max Holloway murked him oh, on the yeah. feet. He was teaching him how to punch. You ever see that? No. Thing that, no. That was very good. That, no. Funny. This no. is how you throw it. That, no. That did not what? happen. That what? did not happen. I saw the video. It, it did not. That did, that's not what happened in that thing. Oh, what was it? It was like they were hand fighting. He was like controlling the wrist and he was trying to throw an elbow inside. Oh. I tell you, yeah. he was like, no, no, you throw it like this. People kept, people kept saying that. It's like, that did <laughs> yeah, not happen. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, okay. But anyway, yeah, that's one of my pet peeves. I hate that. <laughs> um, yeah, I think Ortega, like, Ortega knocked out Frank Edgar. Remember, and Frank Edgar, you were at that fight. It was actually a few years ago. Faber and Edgar. Faber and Edgar. It was that yeah. in Manila. That was Manila, a, yeah. That was a few years ago this week. Yeah. Uh, actually, yeah. So, um, yeah. Edgar beat up Fra- Faber on defeat. So, MMA yeah. uh, match there. Uh, Frank Edgar versus Mike Brown. I think Frank Yeager, but Mike Brown was a very good fighter. Like, yeah. it was weird. I used to love a bit of Mike Brown when I started watching it first and going back and watching all fights and WEC fights and things like that. Like, I don't know if it was WEC on TV here. I think it took me a long time before I could watch WEC fights, even though they were still going on and stuff. And, but anyway, uh, Mike Brown, like, retweeted one of my tweets there last week. And it was the first time in a long time mm-hmm. I was like, oh, Mike Brown. <laughs> you know, I was like... Uh, I always think of uh, Joanna when I think of Mikey Brown, <laughs> Mikey Brown. <laughs> 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 Where did you want actually? Jeez, that was some yeah, that was know. some fight against Zhang Wei. Yeah. I, was looking, I was looking through my ratings, you know, for the year, and I think I get yeah. that at nine point one or something. That was fair. What gross. a fight! What a fight! Yeah. But you know what? I should start doing on the podcast actually, giving like a pre-rating. What I think the fight will rate at. What? What do you think about Woodley versus Gilbert Burns? What rating would that be? 
in the future. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, five. I, uh, rookie one. score. Nah, one. I nah, said, nah, one, nah, nah, you didn't nah, 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 now we're in six minutes. This was fun. It's been I fun, enjoy, yeah. yeah. Enjoy that. Now, fuck Graham. We'll never crack, bring him back yeah. anymore. Um, yeah, thanks everybody for listening. If you enjoyed it, tell a friend, sign up, patreon.com forward slash severe my podcast. Tell them about your podcast, Patrick. Your uh, Tech Thursday, where they can sign up for it and listen. Every Thursday, any podcast app, look it up, Tech Thursday. Uh, what's the about? Yeah. Tech, it's all tech news. I just go through tech news. What's I'm on West Limerick 102 FM radio. What, what's so the best mobile phone out at the moment? The best mobile phone out at the iPhone moment? iPhone 10, I presume, is it? Uh, I'm not a big fan of the iPhones. No, really, actually, that's why I said some, it. Actually, the new um, Google phones are coming out, the new Pixels, Pixels and they're going to be way that? cheaper Pixel than last Ford, year's ones. Really? Yeah. There'll be a 350 euro one, the, the light version of it. Oh, really? Yeah, and there's going to be like be another shy, 699 for their, their bigger one. Right. Well, yeah. How much is the best one? Uh, yeah, it's six seven hundred quid. Oh really? Yeah, but they were like a thousand quid last they time. Were, they? Yeah, they're coming down though oh, really? because of the, everything that's going on. I think so. Anyway. Oh, I good. just saw a video about it last uh, night. Someone put up the price of the PlayStation yesterday. It's going to be six nine nine dollars, I think, or something. Oh yeah. Which, well, that usually translate the same yeah, over they here. Usually so do usually six nine nine euro, even though it shouldn't be. Yeah. Yeah, you'd yeah. think they'd make them... Well, I suppose they are making them cheaper. Like, if you're yeah. talking about a phone being a thousand euro, like, that's yeah. not too expensive for that. But the fact that people are going to be buying so many games and paying yeah. so much money for it. Also, why are games more expensive to buy when you download them than they are in a shop? That makes no fucking sense at all. Like, They, are, they aren't, but they are... <laughs> they they are, Like, yeah. FIFA, if you want to download it, it's more expensive to download it than to go into GameStop to buy it. Yeah, that's, crazy. that's stupid like you're yeah. buying a physical thing that you have to pay money to make and and the packet and everything you think it should be more expensive but yeah. anyway it depends on the game as well some stuff goes on sale online well, it's really yeah, cheap sales and, and stuff yeah, but, yeah. I don't know. but yeah new for new just uh, yeah. brand new yeah that shouldn't be makes obviously because no they don't have to pay for packaging and yeah. printing and all that kind of stuff makes no sense yeah. shipping fucking yeah. short of bastards right thanks everybody for listening all that's left to do is give the inspirational quote of the week we build too many walls and not enough bridges. See you next Tuesday. Or Saturday or Sunday or Monday or whenever the podcast will come out. <laughs>